Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, to the Living the Dream podcast. Matt Scaletti here with a very special guest coming from the West Coast. This is Pernella Stryker, and Pernella is a life coach who helps people break free from their limiting beliefs so they can create the life that they desire deep down. This is not part of her bio, but I have to add this. She has amassed a massive social media following, which is very impressive. She's 157. I'm sorry. I just have to say it. I'm going to embarrass her now. 157,000 Instagram followers and 121,000 YouTube subscribers. When you listen to this, it's probably gonna be more than that. So I can't wait to hear how you've amassed that amount of huge following. And Pernella and I met at a Lewis Howes Summit of Greatness event in Columbus, Ohio last month. I could feel the positive vibes surrounding her because of how she presents herself. And we hit it off right away. Your vibes are amazing. Welcome to the show, Pernella. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. You same, you have the best energy. So I'm, I'm just so glad that we met at the summit. Oh, me too. Yeah. Buckle up, buckle up listeners. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. All right, Pernella, what's, I, I don't know. I'm excited to ask you these questions because I don't know this myself either, even though we've known each other for a little while. What's your background? Like, where did you grow up? How did you get to this life coaching stage that you're in now. I'd love to hear some of the story of your upbringing and childhood and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I'm from Denmark in Europe and I grew up being a happy kid, but being the nice girl and having very limiting beliefs as to what I could and could not do in my life. I thought that life had to look one certain way and that I had to fit into this specific box that I had put myself inside of. And when I was 18, I read my first self-development book in Denmark when I was in high school. And it that was like the first time I was like this new way of thinking was presented to me. And I set some goals after having read that first book and all of them came true. And I was kind of mind blown because I realized, wow, I can actually set goals and change these beliefs I have about myself, about life and create these things that I deep down want, but that I have been too scared to, to try even going for. And, um, I've always been dancing. And so after high school, I moved to Copenhagen to take a dance education. I stopped reading self-development books, but then after the dance education, I moved, I flew to LA for six months. I'd gotten a six month visa. And when I landed, I was just like, whoa, blown away by Los Angeles and the opportunities that were here. I had still so many limiting beliefs and very low self-esteem. I would go into the dance studios and just feel like, I did not belong there and feel like I was the worst dancer I like ever. And I've been dancing my entire life. Yes, I was not the best in the room. That's for sure. But I had been dancing my whole life, but I would still like just be saying all these like negative limiting beliefs to myself in the classroom. And then that led me to read my second self-development book. This one book just was drawn to me, which was by Lewis Howes, which is the summit we were at. Ah, And that got me to set goals again. And from reading that book, setting goals, it helped me like gain this like self belief in myself in the fact that I could set these new goals and like start building this like confidence within myself. And then at one point I was, I had always wanted to get like in badass shape and I had like tried and it gotten a little bit of results. And then I, 
at one point I was like over it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. And I did it. And I was so proud of myself. And I realized that, okay, wow. If I set my mind to something and I commit 100%, I can actually do that thing. And so just like these little uh, goal setting things throughout life, um, I more and more started to realize that I really, through setting goals and changing this narrative in my head, I could I could do more with life. And suddenly it's like a, a completely new world was open to me. And I just got so excited because then I started building these, like I, I for me growing and experiencing a completely new world, having, starting to love myself, which is something I'd never done before. I'd always like really been terrible to myself. I would say the worst things to myself. Like I think a lot of us do. And, and just becoming aware of that and then changing those sentences that I would say to myself on a daily, daily basis and uh, realizing how completely different of a life I live today and how beautiful it feels. Um, I started wanting instead of going for the dancing, which I still find like I still find joy within dancing, but it just isn't as fulfilling to me as like sharing these beautiful growth strategies, self-development stuff um, with the world. And so I started creating content and just hopefully like reaching people to help them. And that was really always like my number one priority is like waking up okay, what could I create today that could possibly help someone that is going through some sort of challenging time? Um, and so that's why I, I, that's how I started building um, these social media platforms to do that. Oh, I love it. I mean, I, I just wrote down about 37 questions from the summary you just gave us. Oh, I was just, I went off for a little. No, it was <laughs> so good. Me. You gave a great background. So can we take like a mini step back? And when you, I'm just, I guess I'm just curious about this. When you moved from Denmark to the US to LA, how was that shift First off, I don't even know what year, what, what year was that? And then how was the shift? It's seven years ago now. Seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. It, did you immediately feel when you went to LA, this is home, I'm comfortable here? Or was it, did you have to sort of overcome, I don't want to say culture shock, but like just the difference in culture, if there is one. I just felt this like sense of belonging and excitement. And I didn't speak, I mean, I spoke English very well. I'd been a, living abroad with my family when I was a kid, but you know, like the, the jokes, the certain words, like there was like some language barriers that I slowly had to adjust to. Um, but I just felt like this was exciting. Yeah. That's, that's so, I mean, that seems like such an empowering mentality to have. And you discussed this idea of limiting beliefs, which Tony Robbins is the first person I heard use that a few years ago. And for those that do not know, let's dive in a little bit. What is a limiting belief? And even if you want to share one that you've had to overcome or one that you're currently working on, for those that don't know, what's a limiting belief? What does that mean? A limiting belief is a belief that that we believe about ourselves that like, for example, oh, I've tried to get in shape a hundred times and I, I'm just not that kind of person that can do that. But really, I think it's because in the back of our head, we believe that it's something we're not capable of because we've, sh we've proven I'm doing, what's these called? Air, like air quotes. Air I'm doing, quotation. I'm air quoting. Yeah. Prove it. We've proven to ourselves time and time again that we're not able to do it. But really it's because we have this, belief in the back of our mind that we may have heard from our parents or that someone a teacher's put on us when we were a, ch a child that we're not good enough to do that thing and really we can change these little beliefs that we have about ourselves by starting to prove ourselves differently so if i start actually setting a goal for myself that i am capable of and i see myself continuously being consistent with like following this action plan that I'd set for myself, then slowly we're going to start adjusting these beliefs that we have about ourselves to some beliefs that are good for us, that are leading us towards our goals. Did that kind of make sense? That makes a ton of sense. And, and I think it's, 
the the one that that sticks out that seems like you and I can both discuss and I talk about a lot in this podcast is the idea of health. And I know I did it for a long time. Like I told myself, I'll never lose weight. Like I want to get in shape, but it'll never happen. So I, I mean, clearly for those that are just listening, Pernella, you know, some people have like a six pack. She is like an eight pack and <laughs> is like absolutely in unbelievable shape. So let's dive into that. So did you have a limiting belief originally around your, whether it's your body or your health or your nutrition? And, and so, and how did you overcome that? I think I always just thought of myself as being normal. So I was never like completely overweight. I had a period where I was more chubby and a period where I was less chubby, you know, like I was just normal. And I really deep down wanted to be in badass shape. Like I always had that desire, but because this limiting belief told me that I was just normal, then I was never able to overcome that truly until I was like, enough is enough. Now I'm going to do it. I know we all have had within some area of our life, a tipping point where we were like, no more will I live it this way. And then that's when we make the decision, when we commit and we make that change. Um, and, and like when we make that commitment to ourselves, nothing can hold us back. It's when we're still kind of unsure of, of, are we really willing to do it? So we, so I think we have to get to that point where we're like, no more, I will I not allow it. I agree. And I, I love, I wrote that down when you said, you said a couple of times with like committing, you committed a hundred percent to yourself. Why do you think, do you have any idea on why some people, and as a coach, maybe you worked with people that have struggled with this. Why do you think some people do not commit? Why do some people kind of waver and say, ah, maybe I'll get into shape. Maybe do you think there's a reason people do not want to go all in on whatever the goal is? I think it's a mix of fear and of maybe forgetting that they only get one life and laziness because it takes a lot. It's scary because it's uncomfortable. Anything that we haven't done before is very uncomfortable and our habits that we're used to are very comfortable. Um, and I think like, the thing with that we forget that we only have one life, like people who have gone through terrible things in life that suddenly like, you know, we're close to death. They, they, they wake up, they're like, wow, okay. I only have this one life. And um, yeah, I think it's a mix of those three things. What do you think? Uh, no, I think that's a great, I think all of that. And I mean, I think the fear, and I think about myself too, like the fear I think is huge. And even like the fear of failure I know for me, like with public speaking, that's all mm. I talked about in my own head was, what if I screw up? What if I screw up? I'm going to look so stupid in front of all these people. It's like, well, what if I do really well? <laughs> then what happens? What if you yeah. flip that on its head? So asking the right questions, right? Like asking the right questions is so important. It's like, I, I shared this on my story the other day. Um, Like when you're at the gym, do you ask yourself like, how much can I get away with before I can go home? Or like, how much can I achieve doing this uh, gym session? Like with any little thing that we do in life, it's like asking the right question. Are we just trying to get by or are we trying to like crush everything that we go into? You have such a great mindset. I mean, th this is just- Thank you. And you too. No, it's just, it, I love that idea of asking yourself the right question and- I don't know if you meditate or how do you get yourself? Here's where I think for myself and maybe some listeners as well. I agree with everything you said, or I need to continue to work on is being intentional and sort of taking a step back during my day and going, okay, what questions am I asking myself right now? And how can I upgrade them? Like, how do you, you seem like you're very present and you live intentionally how do you get yourself to sort of like, do you have check-in points during the day where you're like, okay, what have I done? Am I going in the right direction? How's my attitude? Or, or how do you stay intentional with it? So I definitely have my times where I'm not great. So I just want to make that sure. <laughs> you know how like sometimes we see someone and then we think they're always just on point, but 
definitely not, but it is something that I do am very trying to be trying my best to be very intentional about. So when I wake up, I meditate. I cannot drink my coffee before I've meditated because I want my coffee. So if I don't meditate, I can have my coffee. So it's just like a like I think oftentimes when we want to create a new habit, like put it together with another habit that you enjoy. So that first of all, you think of it as I think it's Mel Robbins I got this from or atomic habits, I'm not sure, but you attach it to some other habit. And because then it like, first of all, you'll think associated with something positive, but also it's like, then you get it done. Right. And so I do that. And then while I drink after my meditation, have my coffee, I journal. And usually it's like three pages. And I have a journaling guide as well, like for someone who wants to like really get into journaling and asking themselves the right questions, because I've realized like I lie to myself all the time. So I'll say, oh, I don't need to do that because of this and this. And and all all my excuses are valid. Like excuses mm-hmm. are usually valid, but it's like, am I going to let that stop me? So journaling has been a massive, um, like getting rid of my, those dumb thoughts that I can tend to think. And, and also like writing down my goals and gratitude. Like that's something I, I really try my best to do on a daily basis while I'm journaling. And then I always, when I, like from when I wake up in the morning, like when I'm doing my dishes, if I'm packing to get ready, putting on makeup, brushing my teeth, going on a walk, anything, I always listen to something self-development based. Any podcast, audiobook, depending on what season I'm in, like what I'm interested in in that moment, so that I always have something positive in my mind. And that just makes me continue this like, good loop of thoughts so and that's something that I really try my best um to do and read and just yeah I'm I'm very passionate about mindset and like so it's also because if I want to be able to help others I have to continuously live it myself I cannot give others what I don't do practice and do myself so otherwise it um I can't continue to share and that's like my this my purpose of my life so yeah (laughs) no that's so good I mean I love the the journaling aspect of it I feel like I need to be more consistent there did you say you have you have your own journal or you use somebody else's no I created my own with like the so it's like a 30-day journaling challenge so that for anyone who wants to get into journaling, because I know for me in the beginning, it was like, what questions do I ask myself? And then just through years of doing it, I ended up like putting together my 30 best like questions so that every day there's like something new to reflect on and like become more self-aware throughout that month. And like, I, I'll ask myself those same questions again and again and again, because the more we unpack, the more will be to be unpacked. So I yeah. like that. Is is that a journal? Like can listeners, and this yeah. is a good time to talk about how they can find you. Is this, can people get that online? Yes. It's on my website, prunellastriker.com. Prunellastriker.com. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes. And now that awesome. we're talking about it, this would be a good lead into what about everywhere else? Like, cause we'll talk about YouTube and Instagram. Where else are you active if people want to follow along? So I am, yes, on YouTube and Instagram and podcasts and TikTok. Those are the four platforms that I'm am the most active on. And then I have my app as well. So those like five places are is where I usually um, connect with. Just those five places, just a few little five or six places. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the name of the app? I need to check out the app. It's called Shapeable. So Shapeable. Oh, I like that. Shapeable <laughs> app. So we got to check that out as well. So, so you started, I mean, we know how you've amassed this huge following. And if you're open to it, I'd love to dive deep into some of the social media stuff since it's so, I mean, that's, that's the way of the present and the future, it seems. So we all started zero with all of this stuff. Yes. And that is scary. (laughs) It is. It was so scary for me to get started. I had the thought for a while before I actually got started because this fear of what are people going to think that is like the fear that I think stops most of us from getting started. But first of all, people don't care as much as we think. And second (laughs) of all, like if we think about what do I actually want in my life for me, for example, I was always scared of like sharing my thoughts 
because I, I wanted to be the nice girl. And so if I shared something that someone disagreed with, then they wouldn't think I was a nice girl anymore. And then these thoughts would like keep going in my head. But it's like, I realized, okay, I want to help people live better lives. So I can either continue not sharing, or I can see this as practicing because first of all, I've never been very good at um, like, uh, see, I can't even uh, put together words in sentences that sound wise. That is something that has been an insecurity of mine to do also because it's English, right? Yeah. My second language. So that I was like, what helped me was thinking like, if I see this as practice, then at one point I'll be good enough to be able to do this thing that I really want to do and help people and actually be able to share in a way that makes sense for them to be able to relate to it in some way. And if I don't practice, I'll stay stuck. So really like put those two options. If, if someone listening is like, has been wanting to do this and hasn't gotten started yet, like really put those two up against each other. What's really worse? Is that like that you're just practicing and getting better so that at one point you'll get to where you want to go or just like never going for it? That's just so important to keep in mind. I that think. is, oh, I think so too. That's so powerful. So so when did you decide, and that's a great point, you're doing all this YouTube, social media with your second language. English isn't even your first, <laughs> which she speaks it better have, than me. I have been here for seven years, so I that's should fair. be. <laughs> that's fair. That's I do fair. not speak better than you, but I appreciate you <laughs> your kind words. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what? When did you've been here seven years? When did this whole journey begin? Like, to walk us through. I, how did it start? So I opened my Instagram profile three and a half years ago. Oh, um, it's not that yeah. long ago. So I had a, I had an Instagram, like a, a personal one. And I actually, that's a good point. I started a second, second account, like a fitness account, because I was so worried that the people that were following me from my personal account would judge me. So I thought, okay, I can keep it a little secretive if I start a second account. <laughs> but also it was very good because it was like very niche. So just people fall, started following me for wanting to get in shape. So yeah, started that. And then people from there were very interested in like app workouts. So I decided eight months later or so to create a apps challenge on a YouTube channel. So I started my YouTube channel then, and that's how that got started. And I was not very consistent in the beginning because making YouTube videos is like completely different. If you do like if you're very wanting it to be very good, like, yes, uploading a workout video is easy. But if you get into like really wanting them to be great and like small movies, then it's like a different story. So that's that happened later that I started doing that consistently. Um, and TikTok, I started before it was cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I just did like little dance um, videos and fitness videos. And I actually got started with that because um, TikTok saw my Instagram video. So they invited me to the platform. So I posted a certain amount every month and it was like a little side gig for me. Um, so that was a good thing because then I ended up uh, growing a following on there as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool that they asked you to come over from, I'm sure they saw the following on YouTube and were like, oh, we should they, have her. They, um, I didn't have a big following at that time actually, but they were just trying to get a ton of, influence like middle influencers um to join tiktok to obviously like start promoting it and and making it cool so if they had like fitness people and dance people and and all this kind of stuff then you know other people would start to be attracted to get started on there as well so yeah i, I yeah i'm sure i mean this is i love how you're on so many different platforms as well and, and you're you've clearly grown so it's been it's only been three and a half years. I thought it would have been longer than that. That's even, that's even more impressive. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. But so what about advice? If somebody's sitting here, maybe they have an Instagram, but not a YouTube or they have TikTok, but not an Instagram. How, what's, can you give somebody a one step to just get started? I mean, you clearly overcame a lot to get to where you are now. What's like, what's step one? So first I want to say like, you don't have to have a YouTube channel. You don't have to have a TikTok. Like I think listening to your gut in like what speaks to you, what excites you, I think is always the way to go about it. So if like 
to you, you're like really wanting a TikTok, then that's what you should do. Or you really want a YouTube, then that's what you should do. Don't listen to anyone saying what you should and should not do because everyone has different opinions as to what you should do. So mm-hmm. I think like our gut, it's always going to know. Um, and then we get smarter. So your gut may say one thing now and then like another thing a month later, but that's a, yeah. That's then true. listen to your gut then. <laughs> um, but make it easy on yourself. I think we tend to make it so hard. We think that we, starting from zero, that we have to be as good as the people who have done this for 10 years. I do this myself too. And making it, I've actually realized the times where I've made it the most easy on myself, that's when I've gained the most success. When I've just been playing. I think also social media today a lot of it it has changed a little bit the last while but a lot of it is like it has to be perfect it has to be professional it has to be you know but I think what people want to watch is things that are relatable is things that are imperfect is things that like I whenever I share something that is like I share a flaw of mine or I share an insecurity or I get really like just honest, authentic, that's always what does the best. Instead of when I try to do something that to make myself look cool. Um, so at, at least that's what my experience with it is. So make it easier on yourself. Look at someone who you are inspired by and try to um, copy it in your own way. There's this um, book called copy like an artist or something in that sense where it's like everything has been like you can't think of anything new in this world like everything has been invented in this world right so it's just about I think getting inspired by someone and then changing things so that you make it your own and maybe in the beginning I would say I copied people in the beginning to like learn and figure out okay they're doing this for their fitness videos how can I do that too and then I think the more you do it the more you find your own way of doing it so that it becomes more authentic I think it's a journey that you have to go on and but like seeing what what do you want to watch and how could you make that in your own way in an easy way like don't go out and buy an expensive camera like this, for example, with a YouTube video, the story is always more important than the quality of the camera. Like use your iPhone. It's literally, it's, that is what matters. And it, it, what matters is that we get the reps in, that we put out things like people wanted to be, you know, they sit around with a, one video for a month. No, I would like recommend like put out as much as you can, as imperfect as it is, because you learn every time you put something new out. That's at least the the method I've been doing um, throughout. And I feel like it, it helps me learn continuously. Yeah. I mean, you do a great job of putting out consistent content. I mean, all the time and it, it is great Thank content you. too. How, how do you come up with, what about somebody who's listening to this and going, okay, I like everything that you're saying, Pernella, but I can't come up with content. Like, how do I come up with, I love a certain, I'm passionate about a topic, but what if they just think, I, I just can't come up with any content? What, what, are you, so, what are your thoughts on that? TikTok, for example, trends. I'll see some trend go around, but most people who are doing it, let's say, is a mom with kids, a business owner that talks about money. I see all these people doing this one trend. Then I think to myself, okay, how can I do this same trend, same sound, literally like the same, but make it into something self-development, something that if I change the caption, if I change the way I say something, the way I do the move, the the expression on my face, so that it inspires someone to go out there and take action today. Like, how can I use this trend in my own niche is what I would, um, with my own message. Like, find. I would say definitely like find trends and and do that. I I think that's so... That's so smart. I appreciate you sharing that because I know even for myself, I think I sometimes feel like I have to come up with something so new and so different that, you know, everyone's going to be loving it every single second of it. It's like, you can, you can, like you said, copy, but not copy, just use the, the idea, but make it your own. I really like that advice. I think that makes a ton of sense. Awesome. Thank You're you. Smart. That's how you put out mm-hmm. a lot of content. Plus you, but you pay attention too. I think that's a big, 
it seems like, and, and maybe you do this sometimes, but I think a lot of us on here probably catch ourselves just scrolling aimlessly for 30 minutes. How, actually, I wanted to ask you about this anyways. How do you stay focused in, I mean, clearly you're on the computer, your phone, these apps all the time. How do you stay focused to make sure you're doing what you need to do and not get sucked into the it's, wormhole? It's a challenge. First of all, I do not get any notifications on my phone. Like when I'm working, I am not looking at Instagram and at like, yes, if I'm looking for inspiration, yes, or posting, yes. But like even text messages, calls, like I, I, because what is it they say? If you like are focused and you just have one little like distraction, it takes you like 10 minutes to get back into focus. And so yeah. that's like number one, get, get off that. And I think once you're really excited about creating content yourself and you're like, you have set the intention. I'm right now going to scroll through TikTok for 10 minutes to find inspiration. Maybe you can set an alarm or something every minute so that you stay on track. And when you scroll through, if it's useful, save um, and then continue that. And then at one point you have maybe 20 saved and then you can go through those 20 that you've saved and see which of these can I use and create in my own version of that. Um, I think, yeah, setting alarms if you're someone who gets caught up for hours, um, I think is important. And really remember reminding yourself of your goal constantly. Because if you're excited about your goal, you're not gonna gonna want to be a consumer. Or what's it called? Like the isn't that called a consumer? Like the person who's watching. You're oh, not gonna yeah. want to just be consuming. You're gonna want to be creating because you're so hyped on this goal that you've set for yourself. That's something that's also really important that you are. That's like at the summit. I got really reminded of that. The summit we were at. Yeah. How like you have to have such a clear vision, such a clear goal, and. Because what is it he said? He said, I know I'm thick. I can see a him diluted speaking. focus creates diluted results. No, a diluted vision, something uh, like that. Yeah, it was very close to that. If that wasn't exactly it, that's that's powerful. Yeah. Like clarity is power. And this idea of goal setting, which clearly you've done an incredible job of, I, I'm so curious to ask you, do you set, I think some people hear goal setting and maybe they don't know, okay, how do I set, how do I set this goal? What do I do? Do you have daily intentions, daily goals, and then also one, three, five, 10 plus year goals, or how do you set up your, your goals? I like to do it. Like a, a few years ahead is like the maximum I can personally do. I know some like Tony Robbins, like, I think he sets like 10 year goals as well and stuff, yes, but, yeah. but uh, I think maybe it's cause I'm still my 20s that's like hard for me to vision and I I don't have like a necessarily you know some girls my age want to have a family and get kids and I'm not there yet so that's why I think I just think a few years ahead but yes I said I always have like a one-year goal and I off most often have like three-month goal and six-month goal and every and and monthly goal like I I like to think every time a new month arises or even in the middle of the month, sometimes I'll be like, okay, this time next month, this is what I have done. And very often I don't hit the goal, but it's exciting for me to have the goal because every day I then can create a to-do list in order of importance, which is very important that we get done with the, the most important tasks in the beginning of the day, for me at least, because then I assure I get it done so that if like I don't finish the last few things on my list, then I can just move that on to the next day, but I still got the most important stuff done. But having a to-do list has increased my pro productivity like crazy. Because actually, because you were talking about distraction before, if I don't have a to-do list, I'll get distracted so easily. Yeah, that to do. So you have a to do list for the day, and then also like six, 12 month, two year goals. I like that. Yeah, but but it's not like um very strict. It's just something I write in my journal and I think about it. Like it's not like a um, like how a business would have it. It's more like me with myself. I have these goals, and it just makes me, if anything, it just makes me happy to dream about and excited for me to get into my work day. So yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the way it's just, just it, you just seem like you do such a good job of, and maybe it's not always the case, but not judging yourself. And it seems like you, from I, the few times we interacted that you, you, have, you have such a non-judgment towards others as well. It just seems like you were making friends with everybody. And I was loving that. So I, I wanted to ask you, Thank how you. do you, yeah, absolutely. How do you not judge yourself and sort of give yourself grace? Is there, is there something you do to. That is something I've worked a lot on and it's like, um, so I think the way to go about it and start off with this is that if we judge others, it means we're judging ourselves within those things. So if I'm judging someone for being selfish, it's because I never allow myself to be selfish. I've learned in my childhood or later, whenever, that it's not okay to be selfish. Once I start to acknowledge, love, accept myself for when I'm being selfish, I will no longer have the need to judge anyone else. And that's actually a very accurate example of, of uh, something I would judge other people for earlier in life. Like I would have a stepdad who was very selfish and it would like, I was always <laughs> quiet about it, but it would like irritate me. And when I learned this technique, I could go inside of myself and see, is there a time in my life where I've been selfish? And then I think about, is there a time in my life where I've been selfish? And you can think of whatever quality it is that you get annoyed with others by. Okay, yes, there was this time. What was going through my mind when I was doing this selfish act? I really wanted that last piece of cake. I just really was craving it. You know, like we can think of some example that is like accurate to a time in our life where we've done that. For some people, it's like, I get so annoyed when people cut me off in traffic. Ask yourself, have you ever cut anyone off in traffic? <laughs> and what was going on in your life at that point? Oh, I was really busy because I was going to be late at work, like late to work. Like think of a time where you yourself was that quality that you're annoyed with others by. And then once you've done that, you can slowly start accepting and acknowledging and loving yourself that that's okay. It's okay that sometimes you can be that way as well and start actually seeing sometimes it's actually necessary that I'm a little bit selfish because if I'm never selfish, I wouldn't never have time to do my meditation in, my, in the morning. And this meditation that I'm doing for myself, even though I could be starting uh, cooking breakfast for my kids, whatever it is. Um, if we start like actually loving that part of ourselves for being a little bit selfish, then we will also start accepting and, and being okay with others being that thing as well. So every time you see someone outside of you that is annoying you, frustrating you, think, what is that quality? Have you done that yourself? What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? And how can you start accepting and loving that part of yourself? I think is it's like one of the most important exercises because we can walk around and get frustrated by everything and everyone in the world if we don't really realize that it's a reflection of ourselves. It's just our perspective, our view of the world that we're putting onto these other people who are just doing their best like we are, right? We're all just trying to do our best. Yeah, I, I that's such a great process to go through if we can catch ourselves in the act of judgment or being upset have you done this to anybody else what were the other two that you said the first, the uh, first thing you oh, asked yourself. So the first thing is have i have i acted that way as well have i ever done that thing and then if yes what were you thinking of what were you feeling when you were doing that and then um how is that actually okay why why is it okay and then through understanding why you did the thing, you can start to understand yourself, love yourself, and then therefore you will also no longer get annoyed by others. That is that is a great process. I appreciate you sharing that. Hopefully, I don't know if you talk about that on any episodes yet of your podcast, but I feel like that would be a great episode. It would be. I think I've mentioned it, but I think I, I should do another round of that for that's, sure. That's a powerful process. And and yeah. speaking of that and your podcast, it's called, your podcast is called, is it, it's called Challenge Your yeah. Norm, right? Challenge Your right. Norm. Yes. Yeah. What, what does that I mean? Because I think that, 
So I think that any growth happens when we challenge our norm, the normal way of doing it. Like this this example, for example, that we get annoyed, we usually just get annoyed with them. It's something that's wrong with them. If we challenge our norm, we then start to challenge ourselves in like, hmm, could this actually be more of a representation of how I'm feeling, what I'm doing? And I just think like challenge your norm within fitness makes you grow. Challenging your norm within changing your mindset makes you grow. And I think like Tony Robbins says that growth equals happiness. I am the most fulfilled when I'm evolving as a human. And I think we all are. I think that everyone can think back to a time where they were the most happy. They, they were evolving in some way or another. It could be love, family relationships, or it could be fitness. It could be business. Like I think when we're evolving in some way or another, we are so much more happy. And I think that that's actually something really important to keep in mind when we're not happy. Because I think that then we start to look at these external factors, we think something's missing, and we don't know what it is. I think the first thing for me that helps is like, when I'm in that state, it's like, do I have a clear goal right now? Am I evolving? Is there something that I it could be doing right now that I'm not doing? Because it's so easy to you know, find all these other things. But if I just set a new goal, I realize within myself that my energy level switches like from right away. And not to say that if we're feeling bad, we're going through something, we should take care of those emotions absolutely as well. But when we're ready to like move into a better feeling state than setting a goal, I think something that makes us grow and evolve is like the, for me, the most powerful thing to do. I love that the the setting the new goal and just the the presence that I don't know if it's the meditation or you've always been that way but it's just you seem so good at just being in whatever moment you're in and just embracing the whole moment and I think that's a big takeaway as well. Kudos to you. I Thank need to start you. I need to start meditating more is what I'm figuring out. Thank you. Are you I think there's many ways to meditate. Some people it's like going for a walk. Like I I think your fitness, like I know you're so on point with that. I think that's a form of meditation too. That's a good point. I think journaling for me actually has been the most um, helpful when it comes to like reflection more so than I think all of it, obviously, but like journaling, definitely. Do you journal? I do journal. I don't do it every single day. I have my journal on my desk that I usually like two to four times a week I'll, I'll journal. And I, amazing. it is like therapy. Like it, yeah, it's amazing. And, and it's actually, it's amazing what sometimes I'll write something that just popped into my head at that moment. I'm like, Whoa, I, I hadn't even thought about it that way. Or, you know, something can pop up that would not have popped up if I did not journal. So I think it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. And I just, yeah. need to, I think that that's another thing that's fascinating is I know it's amazing. I know I feel better when I do it. I know it's healthy and I don't always do it. And it's like, I, I have that with first. my night routine. <laughs> oh, I really? wanted to always read before I go to bed. And sometimes I just don't do it. Like then <laughs> I'll just watch something that's like brain numbing. So, and it's like, I know I'll feel better. I know I'll feel more motivated, but we all have those things, right? That it's like, and I guess we both have to get to a point where it's like enough is enough. You're and right. Like do it. <laughs> I guess we're not there yet. We must not be in those areas. Hopefully we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Brunella, this has been so much fun. I have the final three questions I ask all my guests. But you know what? Before I do that, are you you currently coaching new people? If somebody's listening to this and going, I need to talk to Brunella. Like, I know she could help me out. What's the... We know how to reach out to you and we'll put that in the show notes. Are you... Can people work with you? How How do they connect and potentially work with you as a coach? I usually take in very few clients because I'm very focused on my content creation and reaching a wider audience. But if you're someone who like really needs like a session, then reach out to me on Instagram and I'll do my best to, to, for us to do that for sure. So yeah, then you can reach out to me on, on Instagram. That's a great call. You know, and now just one final question on Instagram, because I know how many followers you have. You probably get DMS all the time. How do you give yourself, uh, how do you, um, I'm sure you cannot respond to everybody. Are you able to give yourself grace to say, I just can't respond to everybody. I'll be on DM all day. Or how do you, how, how are you okay with not being able to respond to everybody? 
it's a bit of a roller coaster because yeah, yeah I do want to respond to everybody and sometimes I just can't but yeah. sometimes sometimes I like put aside an hour and like respond to the um, to the most like if I can I'll always if someone is like I can feel like you know you can feel it in a message if someone like needs something then yeah. then I um I'll always respond like I'll go through like really quickly like see okay what's like really if it's if it's things that um you know I share all the time everywhere then I know that they can find you know everything <laughs> um yeah. but uh I do my best I do my best to answer everyone that's and good. sometimes I'm not able to and then sometimes I'll feel bad about it and then it's about like that self-love practicing that it's okay you can't be everywhere at once so I do my yeah. best yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's all we can do, right? And it seems yeah. like you do you, you do a great job of doing that intentionally and doing the best you can with all those DMs. I can't imagine with a hundred some thousand followers, it's probably like four thousand DMs a day. Okay. But anyways, I digress. So the final three, we're gonna fire these off real quick. I ask everybody these last three questions. Pernella, I'm excited to ask you this one. What are you most grateful for? in life in any area of your life i'm so grateful for my family and wow i got emotional when i said that and i think it's because the reason i'm getting emotional is because i'm not prioritizing them right now as much as i would like to so that's a good reminder for me because i'm very focused right now i'm just like like you said i'm posting a lot like i'm really putting a lot of effort into my work right now so them and i'm very very grateful for being in LA and being exposed to so many beautiful humans with so much wisdom and continuously getting to learn that so that I can share that with others. I'm, and the, my passion is something I'm excited about too, like about like sharing it and being able to do it in creative ways. I'm also very, sorry, no, a little okay. more. I'm also just very uh, grateful for the journey I've had. I feel like every struggle, that's just something really important to keep in mind for us all that every struggle I'm so freaking grateful for because they have led me to either more wisdom or to some, to change direction, to like, yeah just every every challenge that has come throughout is something i'm very grateful for i think that's such a powerful takeaway yeah if you're grateful for the challenges i mean then you can overcome anything i mean i, I think that's actually speaking of that that's actually the second question is oh love it big, yeah that's a good lead in what is the what is the biggest obstacle you've overcome the biggest obstacle um I think getting my U.S. work visa was very much of a challenge. And that was like one of those where I just needed to trust the process and continue to grind, but then also surrender to knowing and trusting that everything's meant to be. That was like a journey in itself. I'm very grateful for the challenge of the breakups I've had. I feel like that has like helped me gain a lot of strength and um, any rejections, re rejections that I like have pursued and like really wanted and then been like God knows and like no because that is like it fires me up and like okay then I'll do it this other way or like I need to find another way um, yeah I, I could see you being exactly that way something doesn't go right <laughs> then you just take another route to get there but you're gonna get there I, I, I usually need a day to like allow myself to be disappointed but then or or longer depending on how obviously a breakup takes longer than that but like depending on the on the challenge i need a, a little bit of time and then i'm ready to go i love it i love it okay last question is what is something on if you have one on your bucket list like something you want to do before you die what's number what's one of the things you want to do on this planet this is gonna sound like I don't know what it's gonna sound like but my big goal right now is gaining a million subscribers because youtubers like the value I've gotten from watching youtube videos like learning wise is it, whether it's been podcasts or just like knowledge in general watching youtube videos has given me so much and it, either just joy on a bad day or wisdom that I can then utilize and use in my own life. And so be being able to do that, like help 
hopefully that many people would just be a freaking dream. So that's something I'm very excited about right now in working oh, towards. I love it. What a fun, what a fun, massive goal. One million subscribers. I we're gonna yes. we have to have you back on the podcast once you hit a million. I, I would funny. love that. I, I would love that. Maybe next week for all we know. She may be hitting the million <laughs> next week. We're not sure. Okay. Well, Pernella, thank you so much for popping on. Thank you for sharing a ton of ideas with us. I actually, I wrote down a bunch of them. Make it easy on yourself. Uh, I love the idea of watching someone else and then like copying, but in your own twist and then the to-do list, the goal setting. You added so much value. You provided thank so much. Thank you so and much. I, I appreciate you. you for coming on. Thank you so much. You, I just want to say also, first of all, you're an incredible human with incredible energy, but you're, the way you interview is just incredible. And I am, I was taking note and learning from you because I just started my podcast and I'm start going to start interviewing people. So thank you for that. I learned a lot from chatting with you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for saying that. That was really nice of you. This was a fun conversation. It I hope is. everybody enjoyed listening. Pernella, I'm rooting for you from across the country as always. And thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much. Yeah.